pull down that stronghold and say, Hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. Today I came with a special uh, message that I believe is a message that will challenge somebody, that will challenge us corporately, but also needs to challenge us from a personal perspective. Amen. And... I'm going to start by echoing something that a man by the name of Mordecai gave a message to his cousin Hadassah, who is popularly known as Esther. Mordecai on one occasion sent a message to Esther and he echoed these words. He said, you were born for such times as this. You were born for such times as this. And in the same way, today I've come to give a message in the same line of frequency. Alert and even encourage you that you were born for such times as this. Now, before we get to the place of really getting to understand what Mordecai was really saying to Esther, I think it's important to have a background understanding of what was happening. Why should Mordecai get to a place to start telling Esther? You, you were born for such times as this. In fact, before he even said that, he was rebuking her. He was trying to alert her. Wake up. These are times that you were born for. These are times that you ought to manifest. These are times that you and I should do something. Praise be to God. Now, before Mordecai told these things to Hadassah or Esther, the Bible shows us that there was something that happened in their land. There was what is known as a sudden change of events. There was a sudden change of operation. There was a sudden change of direction. The Bible shows us that one man by the name of Haman rose up to disturb things in the Jewish lives. 
In Esther chapter number 3 and verse 5, we see something interesting. This man by the name of Haman was a, a royal person. And him being rewarded by the king went around boasting. And whenever he would walk around, people would pay, you know, homage to him. People would honor him. Praise be to God. But the Bible tells us when Haman saw Mordecai, he, when Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow or pay him homage, Haman was filled with wrath. Hello? Haman was filled with wrath. Now, we can observe something quite interesting here. We can observe that in this moment, everyone else was paying homage to Haman. And he had no problem with that as long as everyone else is paying homage. But he noticed someone who did not pay homage to him and he got angry. From here we begin to see a certain system. We begin to see an exposure of a system of the world and the system of the enemy. The enemy and the system of the world will be happy with you as long as you do what it, he wants or what it wants. The day you refuse and the day you separate yourself from the worldly system, the world will be angry with you. But the question is, is the world pleased with you right now? Or is it angry with you? Now, I want us to pay serious attention to what happened here. Who is the person that did not bow down? It's Mordecai, right? And Haman observed that. And when Haman observed that, the Bible tells us he was angry. But he wasn't just angry. Next verse. Next verse. The Bible says, but he disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone. For they had told him of the people of Mordecai instead. Haman sought to destroy all the Jews who were throughout the whole kingdom of Zexus, the people of, Mode, of, 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 of the kingdom of, uh, of uh, Ahasuerus, the people of Mordecai. Now, <laughs> I want you to notice something very interesting. I said, who refused to bow down? It simply means others were bowing down, right? But then, Haman said, I'm not just going to deal with Mordecai. I'm going to deal with Mordecai and his people. In short, an enemy rose to attack all the Jews. Now here is where my big problem is. My big problem is, if one person says, I will not bow down, and other people say, I will bow I will bow down. As long as you are a Jew, whether you bowed down 
you're still in trouble. Hello? Maybe you're not getting me. Let, let me. let me explain it this way. It's Mordecai who refused to bow down. It simply means if other Jews were there, they bowed down. And when other Jews bowed down, they found peace with Haman. They found peace with the system. But just because you bow down to the system of the world, that doesn't mean the world is not against you. If Mordecai is not going to bow down, guess what? Even you who bowed down, you are in trouble. Yeah, the, the world won't complain. But as long as you are a child of God, expect an enemy to rise. Glory to God. So from here we can actually expect Haman to really have peace with the other people. Why shouldn't other people say, ah, you know what, but me I'm bowing down. What's the problem? We have peace. Why should Haman actually want to fight me? Now from there we see how can somebody, listen, how can someone have great anger over a person who is simply not bowing down? But not just a person who is not bowing down. But even his own people who potentially bowed down. Why should someone just hate you? Imagine, Ora refuses to give me something. I said, ah, I don't like you. I don't like your mother. I don't like your sister. I don't like your grandmother. I don't like your children who are not yet born. Do you see that? And that's how Haman rose up to be an enemy. Now, there is a big problem here. Because as long as Haman is an enemy, he will not rest until he sees all the Jews annihilated. So what does Haman do? Haman in his capacity goes to the king and asks the king for something. Let's read that. In uh, Esther, chapter number 3, and verse 9. Esther, chapter number 3, and verse 9. Haman goes before the king and he says, If it pleases the king, let a decree be written that they be destroyed. And I will pay ten thousands of talents of silver into the hands of those who do the work to bring it into the king's treasuries. Listen, Haman was not just determined to destroy the Jews. He was determined to become a financer of destruction. He says, I'm willing. I'll, I'll pay. I'll be my personal partnership. I'll be my own partnership. I'll give it as long as I see everyone destroyed. I'm willing, sir. He goes to the king. And you know what the king says? Because the king doesn't understand that this is someone that has been raised by the enemy. So what does the king say? Next verse. 
So the king took his signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman, the son of Yah, the Agagite, the enemy of the Jews. From an enemy of Mordecai to an enemy of the Jews. Listen. That's why the church needs to wake up. If your pastor is being fought, now you know. Then it's not the enemy of the pastor, it's the enemy of everyone. If believers are being fought in one church, it's not the enemy of that church, it's the enemy of the body of Christ. No, you need to wake up. I was shocked when I saw a few people backslide people who were prominent and they were good believers and they backslid and I was seeing other believers say, oh nan chagwa you're not seeing this attack is on everyone you were just not the first in line Mordecai was the first in line but the actual enemies are the Jews guess what Esther was a Jew as well. So it doesn't matter if she's in a palace. If something is not done, she's still on the line. Glory to God. Because the enemy is of the Jews. Now, there's a big problem. The problem is this. The king doesn't really want to listen too much to what Haman has to say. So the king gives Haman his signet ring. Oh. And he says, do whatsoever you want. In fact, the next verse says this. And the king said to Haman, don't use your partnership. Use from my treasure." He says, the money and the people are given to you to do to them as seems good to you. It seems good to Haman, but it is evil. Next verse. Then the king's scribes were called on the 13th day of the first month, and the decree was written according to all that Haman commanded to the king's satraps, to the governors who were over each province, to the officials of all the people, every province according to the script and to every people in their language. Now listen. In the name of King Ahasuerus, it was written and sealed with the king's signet ring. Hi. It was written in the name of the king who was the highest authority in that land. It was sealed with the signet ring. Hi. Now, what was the instruction? The instructions is that all Jews must die they have to die oh but what's the bigger problem the bigger problem is how he did this 
is how the decree was written. I want to show you something. It says it was written in the what? In the name of the king and sealed with his ring, right? Esther 8 verse 8. Esther 8 verse 8. You yourselves write a decree concerning the Jews as you please in the king's name and seal it with the king's signet ring. Now listen to this. It says, For whatever is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's signet ring, no one can revoke. You can't turn it round. It can't be revoked. Because it's in the authority of the highest name. So now, Haman has written a decree in the name of the king. Huh? And has read and sealed it with the ring of the king. And she asked, who will revoke it? In that moment, in that moment, it's become difficult because it's, it, it now looks like mission impossible. Because how? The king has already done that. It's written in the name of the king. It can't be revoked because it's a law. It's been written. And you know what the Bible tells us? When those letters spread out, the Bible says Haman removed his clothes and wore a sackcloth. He removed his clothes and wore a sackcloth. Why? He couldn't, in that moment, if there's a solution, he's not going to go back to the king because it can't be revoked. So what should he do? He should do something that could perhaps invoke a king higher than this king. That's why I'm going to remove my sackcloth. Because if the king of this land and the highest authority of this land declares an irrevocable decree over my life, I should look for somebody greater, more powerful, that has the capacity to irrevoke this, or rather to revoke this. So Haman removes and wears his sackcloth and he's there, he's walking. It's just a pity that they don't have what we have today. But if we, if they had what we have today, Haman should have put on his sackcloth and started Shabakatush He's in his sackcloth. Esther and a few others noticed that Haman is in his sackcloth. Esther did not understand. So what did she do? The Bible says she sent nice clothes to Haman. I mean to, I mean to Mordecai. She sent nice clothes to uh, Mordecai. And, and when Mordecai saw those clothes, he rejected them. He says, no, 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 no. The Jews are in trouble. My people are in trouble. I can't accept comfort. <laughs> Listen. In times like this, you need to have wisdom to reject comfort when your generation is in trouble. 
So what does he do? He sends a message to Esther. And he says, Esther, you need to go into the king's chambers. Something needs to be done. Our people are in trouble. Now what does Esther do? Esther acknowledges that there is a problem. But while she acknowledges there is a problem, the Bible says in Esther chapter number 4 and verse 10, she sent a message to her uh, to, to, to Mordecai. She sent a message. Then Esther spoke to her touch and gave him a command for Mordecai. Yep. What was this message? She said, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court of the king who has not been caught, he has but one law, put all to death, except the one to whom the king holds out a golden scepter, that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. What was she saying? She's saying, I know I am a queen, but there is one law. No one can go into the inner courts of the king and just go and have a discussion with him. If you go without being caught, the law is that you should die. Unless the king removes his scepter, then I can be preserved. So there's a problem here. Mordecai is telling Esther, there's a, there's a law against all of us that we will die. You, you're already near the king. Do something. Now she responded with a valid excuse in her sight. It was valid for her. Why was it valid? Because there was a law that governed access. So it seemed valid. Listen, there are certain excuses if you are not careful. They seem very valid. But they are problematic and may affect people. Yes, there was a law. Yes, 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 yes. I have restrictions. Yes, 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 yes. Ah, it's the time. The time. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm busy. I need to attend to this. Very valid. But listen to the the response. That Mordecai gives to such. Next verse. So they told Mordecai Esther's words. And we expect Mordecai to say, I understand. It is well. Because that's what you all want. You want to be understood. Yet not knowing that understanding will not solve the problem. will not. Understanding will not revoke the command. It won't. So what does Mordecai say? And Mordecai told them to answer Esther. 
Don't think in your heart that you will escape the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. The law is also written against you. It doesn't matter where your location is. In the palace or outside. So you have to do something. But listen, next verse. If you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. Hi. This is just to show you we can easily be replaced if we decide to be casual. Do you know what another place means? Another place means, listen, there is no, where is Esther? Esther is in the palace. The palace is a, is a place of honor. Maybe let me speak in church language. If a deacon doesn't work, we can get from departments. That's another place. Are you seeing that? So, at the end of the day, the work has to be done. And the Bible says, listen, the one who remains silent, it says, but you and your father's house will perish. What she refuses to do, her family suffers for it. then that's when he says yet who knows whether you have come to a kingdom for such a time as this you were born for this and I will tell you this it was very tricky for for Esther do you know why it was very tricky transgressing against the law of the king in that time was a serious risk why? because Vashti who was before her transgressed against the law so if she did likewise she would have risked ah so what should Esther do tell us next verse show us rather then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai (laughs) Uh She, she came to her senses Listen, there should be someone in your life that brings you back to your senses. She says, go and gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither drink nor eat for three days or nights. My maids and I will fast likewise and I will go. To the king. She said, Before I go to the king, let me go to the king of kings. Because only him first, if I approach his inner courts, I have capacity. I have capacity to go to the other king. And when I go to the other king, I have revoking power. So that's where it starts. 
the responsibility starts from priesthood so they begin to fast and pray ruzabalabishevarakatash what are they fasting for what are they praying for for the preservation of the jews not for not for their marriage not for their breakthrough not for things that nah it's a bigger it's a bigger thing it's a bigger agenda altogether it's for the body of christ it's for the work of ministry it's for the progress of what god wants to establish here on earth and so mordecai needs to assemble all the other Jews because while Esther is playing her part they should be Deaconess Loriska doing her part they should be Deacon Sam doing his part they should be Esther doing her part whatever capacity everyone should contribute everyone it doesn't matter whether you're in the palace outside the palace on the tree under the tree you should all contribute because if you remain silent all right so esther was positioned to now play a role of priesthood and after playing that role of priesthood she then decides to go into the chambers of the king and guess what when she entered the inner courts of the king the bible says the king showed his golden scepter in short the law of her perishing without entering with the law of her perishing if she enters without permission was cancelled and the king asks listen the king says listen the king tells esther esther what do you want i am willing to give you anything including half of the kingdom before someone even <laughs> i'm willing to give you anything and esther says my king please all i want is if you can come i want to host a party for you and haman listen I don't understand that. What kind of divine wisdom is Esther picking up for her to host the king and the enemy of the Jews together in a party? Imagine you are inviting your enemy to dine with you. <laughs> and so the first day she hosts them both the king and Haman show up. And the Bible says the king asked again, "Ah, Esther, yeah, we are here, we've eaten, we are full. We want to bless you. What do you want? What do you want?" It's like this young lady received impulses of the spirit. 
She says, my king, please, one more day. I want to host you tomorrow again. Please, I want to host you what? Tomorrow. Come with Haman as well. Hey, Esther, why didn't you just speak first, first? Now, after they have all eaten, they go home. Haman is happy. He now begins to boast. Have you ever been invited by the queen? <laughs> eh? Unatenga kwa invite. Ninandalama now even the queen is inviting me to sit with the king. He's happy. But while he's happy, he says, ah, you know what? Uh, let me just uh, fulfill my happiness by killing Kajakapa gate, Kamodekai. I'll be happy. And you know what Haman does? Haman, the Bible tells us, he prepares a plot to hang or impale Mordecai on a pole for the next day. The next day when the party is supposed to be there, so he says, ah, let me erect a kapo and just have another decree with Zamcha crucify Mordecai. So, <laughs> The Bible now says something interesting. The Bible says that very night, somebody say that very night, the king struggled to sleep. He couldn't sleep. Why is the king not sleeping? He just had a party. He just ate nice things. And while he was failing to sleep, he said, Can I ask for the book of Chronicles? There's something that I want to check. While he's checking the books, cha, 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 he sees the name Mordecai. <laughs> he sees the name Mordecai. And he notices that Mordecai in the past saved the king from an assassination. And the king says, Ah, ah. I was saved from an assassination, eh? By Mordecai, eh? Ah. Did anyone reward him? No. Ah. No one rewarded him. Ah, no, no, I need to do something tomorrow. The same day that Haman planned. All those changes happened because someone did Shabrush Katabakuta, Ebrakusa, Prekeskedesh, the prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Such that even without asking for a, permission, a, a petition, prayer was already changing things. Why? There was a person that was born for a time like this. So, the next day, Haman goes to the king. And he says, king, I've got a request. And, 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 and the king says, no problem, no problem. Request anything. Then listen what he says. Haman asks the king, um, let the person who honors you be rewarded greatly. Be given a robe. Be given this, this and that. Be given... He said things because he felt he honored the king a lot. And the king says, Amen. Do that to Mordecai. 
Do that to Mordecai and please do not withhold anything that you have said. It is perfect. Wow. The plan that Haman had for himself to be exalted is the seat that Mordecai occupied. But then what will happen to the poor that Haman planned for Mordecai? Someone has to feel it. And if he's, I mean, <laughs> if he created it, he should feel it, right? Yes. So the next day, Mordecai is lifted. Then they, Haman goes to the party touched. He says, anyway, no problem. Then the king asks Esther, I am asking what is your petition now? And she got the impulse of the spirit. The impulse of the spirit was ask now. And Esther says, May my people be preserved against the enemy of the Jews. What? May my people be preserved against the enemy of the Jews? Yes. And the king asked, Who is the enemy of the Jews? And she said, He's seated next to you. <laughs> He's not far away. Praise be to God. He's not far away. He's seated next to you. His name is Haman. So Hamahim. The king was touched. So he went to think. Says, my God. Haman knew he was in trouble. So what does he do? He goes to Esther and starts begging. Kneeling down. But when the king comes, somehow it's like his eyes are seeing different things. What is he seeing? He is seeing Haman molesting Esther. I said, you, yo, first of all you want to attack the Jews. Now you are molesting my wife. In front of me, you are gone. <laughs> and then there was that person that captured Haman and told the king there is a poor outside sir <laughs> there is a poor outside okay put him there put him there and Mordecai occupied the seat of Haman or Haman occupied what was meant for Mordecai why because someone had to say no to comfort. Someone had to say no to sleep. Someone had to say no to wealth and treasures. They say, I'm going to pray. I'm going to labor. I'm going to fast. I'm going to declare for my people. Listen. Mordecai had intelligence to understand the times and seasons. That's why he was able to mobilize Esther and the Jews. You need to understand there are people who have that intelligence. And when they tell you we are in the last days, listen good. When they tell you you can't remain silent, listen good. When they tell you, come on, the enemy is trying 
to even finance agendas what are you doing about it you yourself what are you doing about it there are certain excuses believers these days should die they should die someone should not say why did you miss church or why did you miss service or whatsoever i was committed listen you were committed i thought you should be committed to the work of god didn't jesus once say when they were looking for him why were you looking for me didn't you know i'm about my father's business it simply means he should reject all other things church church and serving god should be the reason why you are rejecting other things not the other way around why aren't you coming time constraint i'll tell you this do you know that you some of you who like complaining time constraint if you were in the world you would have been reaching home at midnight where will you be you know where you were going to be and you would not say time constraint why how come bakuma club there is nothing like time constraint you become born again at time constraint mind constraint not only that you are constraining the vision and the work stop excuses look at esther even her bringing the law a rule was not enough he said if you remain silent if you do nothing about it your family will perish but god will raise someone for the other jews you your family will perish where is hadasa that's what i came to ask today where is esther that was born for a time like this that one who pray that one who intercede that one who fast that one who give that one who labor where is hadasa where is she where is she the one who have burdens you see in empty chairs and you're just happy ha No. Where is Hadassa? Hamans have risen in this world. By the way, after Haman died, the Bible tells us there were sons of Haman who were also enemies. You kill Haman, you're not yet done. You're not yet done. You've got the sons of Haman to deal with. You've got the enemies of the Jews to deal with. Do you know later on that the Jews killed about 75,000 people? Yes, the enemy is also serious about raising that which will fight the the church. It's very serious. Very. But I came to ask where is Hadassah? Who's willing to put on a sackcloth and bring solutions for mankind but i'll tell you this adasa needs to be well prepared and built 
even before Esther gets into the chambers of the king, you need to understand first of all how she accessed the palace. Do you know how Esther accessed the palace? The Bible tells us that the king was looking for young, beautiful women who needed to be under the care of a leader to be taught and trained. And when those young beautiful women were under the leadership of a leader to be trained and taught, the Bible tells us it took months for preparation. What kind of months? Or what kind of preparation? Go to Esther 2. And verse 12. Esther 2 and verse 12. Each young woman's turn came to go to King Ahasuerus after she had completed how many months? 12 months preparation according to the regulations for the woman. For thus were the days of their preparation apportioned. Six months with oil of myrrh, and six months with perfumes and preparations for beautifying women. The king asked for beautiful people. Beautiful people were taken. But beautiful people had to undergo beautiful treatments or beauty treatments. I thought natural beauty works here. Nothing. Twelve months, perfume, beauty treatment, on a beautiful person. Yes. So, it simply means, it's not just a priest that should come out of you. You should be an empowered person in the word. You should be a person that sits under somebody. That will prepare you. Who are you sitting under? Where you are prepared. Time after time. Beauty treatments. Some of you. Believe you read the word. You say I can read the word. It's like the the way she is. I am beautiful. But they are still giving you beauty treatments. You say may I know how to read the Bible. May I know how to lead. This. May I know how to do that? Nah, you still need beauty preparations. Because after that, it is only then that you can have access to the king. And only then that an Esther can rise up. I came to tell somebody today, Hadassah must rise. Where is she? But she must rise. She has to. We are not going to allow wickedness to take place. Why should we in our own land start hearing 
people are dying people are being sacrificed for rituals people are doing that you know why that's happening it's because Esther is quiet Esther is silent she's very quiet you know why that's happening why it's also happening is because those who are in the church are behaving like Esther in the palace and they feel they are safe. And they are neglecting those who are outside. They say, no need for me to act. Where is Hadassah? This is beyond your preservation. This is beyond preservation of your family members, of your children. It's a global agenda that needs to be helped and preserved. May every fire and every input that the Spirit of God has designed for your life be brought to full manifestation that we all benefit from it. In Jesus' name, let's rise to our feet.